This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. After 30 years of equivalent but not quite equal events, the 24th of July will see the Tour de France Femmes run for the first time to coincide with the last leg of the men's event. Here to speak to us about this is Dr Sally Shaw, an Associate Professor in Sport Management at the University of Otago. Her research interests are in gender relations, sexuality and governance in sport organisations as she and, and she is an affiliated scholar of the Tucker Centre for Research on Girls and Women in Sport. Associate Professor Shaw joins us now, if I can get the phones going. Kia ora, Sally, are you there? Kia ora, Seb, I'm here. How are you going? I'm well, how are you? That's awesome. I'm good too. Good. Uh, Sally, um, it could be argued that there have been many attempts at equality within the Tour de France since the 1980s, but this will be the first women's race to be organised by the same organisation as the men's. Uh, why has there been such neglect of a women's competition? Um, well, I'd, I'd say that perhaps there hasn't been that much effort put into <laughs> to having an equivalent um, uh, race. Um, the the neglect of, of women's pro cycling in internationally is is the same as the neglect that you see anywhere in in women's um, professional sport. In that, uh, mostly professional sport is run by men for men. Um, however. Having said that, there has been a push and a successful push in the last five to ten years to, well, five years probably, to um, to try to get more exposure for women's sport, to see it for the incredible athletic um, spectacle that it is. And uh, so hopefully this um, uh, this event, which as you rightly say is, is run by the same organisation as runs the Tour de France, um, will will have some long term impact and showcase these incredible riders for the for the amazing athletes that they are. Mm. Uh, what work has gone on behind the scenes over the last few years to enable uh, this event to get off the ground? Well, I think um, I mean I'm not a cyclist myself, uh, but I know that in 2013. Uh, which was the 100th year of the men's event, um, there was quite a strong social media campaign uh, where the the hashtag on Twitter, um, hashtag TDF, uh, Tour de France, was being used to promote cycling. And a number of people at that time used the hashtag to um, promote why, you know, this is great, but why isn't there a women's tour? Mm. And... Um, Quite a lot of uh, organizations and influential individuals got on board with this hashtag um, and, and put some pressure at that point um, on on the organizers of the tour. Now, obviously, that's a long time ago, uh, but it did sort of... I think, it, I think the, um, the momentum may be unsettled uh, and, and made these, these organizers realize they had to do something about it. Mm. Um, the other work that's going on in the background is just the success of uh, women's tours such as the Giro d'Italia. You know, the, the women um, long-distance cyclists are putting out incredible times and incredible um, stats with regard to, you know, what they, they are able to do on the bike. And, and people are seeing it for what it is, which is an exciting, um, an, an exciting and entertaining event. So... There has been a lot of work going on. Obviously, I think um, more exposure through uh, through the media. Uh, sponsors have got interested. Um, globally, women's sport is slowly picking up more professional sponsorship. You know, we're seeing that in 
in rugby here um, internationally the, the women's Euro soccer uh, uh, football rather competition is football champs are on right now um, and the hype overseas for that is is phenomenal um, so I think organizations are slowly realizing that you know this is a, a thing that they can back and it's a good product if you like mm. and and also that the athletes who are performing at the highest level really are outstanding you, you've kind of just touched on it but maybe we could expand a bit further on it what what impact do you foresee this having uh on on the sport of cycling uh but perhaps all sport um and its visibility internationally um and and this kind of uh need uh for inclusivity yeah um, well, hopefully what it will mean is that, you know, cyclists uh, who currently get very excited about the Tour de France and, and you know, watch it endlessly uh, and ride along to it, you know, some people will, will jump on their trainers and, and, and ride stages and so on, will see that the tour that the women are doing is, you know, equally hard and, 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 and take the challenge to, you know, ride along some of those... Um, some of the course as well, albeit virtually. Um, I'm interested to see that Swift, who are um, who are the sponsors, are also seem to have um, quite a lot of um, connection with developing cycling uh, at the community level as well. So they indicate on the Tour de Femme um, uh, website that you know they're they're investing in. Um, getting people back onto bikes and mm. to use that as a mode of transport and um, for both, you know, for health and also environmental reasons. Mm. And I'm sure that particularly in Europe at the moment, that's that's pretty front and centre mm-hmm. for people. So, um, you know, I, I, I think there's a lot of potential for this. And um, because it's a new event, the, you know, they're not battling some of the traditions of history uh, and, and they can really make what they want of it in terms of it being a forward-looking um, inspirational event whereas some of the men's uh, professional events are so stuck in their history that really they you know they, they struggle to promote anything new or different through those um, competitions because it's a very old event the Tour de France How- the men's is yeah I mean it's, it was it's a, nearly 110 years old it'll be 110 next year wow. so yeah, it's been around a long, long time, and it's, it's you know, about, it's, yeah, it's, it's about certainly time. changed. Yeah, but it, it does. It has, you know, it's steeped in tradition. They only got rid of having the um, horribly named podium girls who right. had to present the riders, you know, and yeah. give them a kiss and all of that. Um, only a few years ago, and yeah. and people were just thinking this is just gross, you yeah. know, especially in the context of you know the me too movement and things yeah. so yeah. it's a very slow organization to move whereas this one with any luck and with good guidance will be able to you know make some really good good statements about participation and all sorts of things um quickly and strongly yeah yeah uh, well it's it it seems like a grueling event and i have respect for anyone <laughs> that can can ride up those hills yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm I'm very excited to see uh, wh- yeah what the future of the sport holds. So that that kicks off on the twenty fourth of July. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And it's an eight day event going from. So they they do the Champs Elysees just before the men come in for their last bit of their tour, and then they take off to the east and go to the eastern border um, of France, where hopefully it's a bit cooler than yes. the rest of poor old France at yeah. the moment. What a time to be doing it, eh? Oh yeah. 
Thanks for listening to a Radio 1 91 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.